Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while 2023, you guys, and I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like, it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So, that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity because uh, we're in the new year here that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, you could donate and uh, be of uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, there's a PayPal. The, uh, there is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me. And then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio all these years later. Give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Mose, he does the websites. And Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a, a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a, a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Five, four, three. Hey, Jackie Cation with my hat. I'm super white. Hi, the lighting. Uh, Jackie Cation, Dork Forest. Welcome to the program. Uh, Leah Rudnick, how are you? No, Rudick. Rudick. <laughs> I put the N in. I put the you N got in. It. Yeah, but you self-corrected. You what, self-corrected. Am I, Ellis, what am I, Ellis Island? What the hell is this? Why, why do I have to? It's, it's so running. funny. It's Rudick. It's Rudick. Um, but we just found out that our, our name was changed at Ellis Island. We thought it was like Rudikoff. Um, turns out it was Zadiac, which is such a cool name. A much cooler name. My, my name, Cation, was yeah. Hagin- Haginian. I believe. Whoa. Which is very different. It's and, wildly uh, different. And I believe my grandfather was running from the Turks so fast. He was like, what about this name? <laughs> this is a great name. It means it means son of a priest in oh, wow. Armenian. Yeah. So I don't know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. By the way, I got that story from my dad. So it could all be one fat lie. It probably uh, is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't. I think I, that's I think that's the truth. That's the Zadiac thing, too. I think it it probably is a lie, but I'll, you know, I like it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. What the heck? So here's the thing about uh, Leah Rudick. That's right. Uh, is that uh, she has a new podcast out nine episodes in. You get it on the ground floor, Rangers. And what they are is their siblings. It's her and her brother. Leah, what's your brother's name? Andrew. Leah Andrew Rudick. And Andrew. Andrew mm-hmm. Rudick. They both do stand up, you guys, with the bedit and the talking. And uh, they have a podcast that's called The Rudicks Are Home. Get it? Are, is because you're in your childhood home right now, right? I am. I'm in my childhood bedroom. It's very. Is your brother in his childhood bedroom? He actually is. He's just down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> we should have all of a sudden. It would be hilarious if I zoomed him in. That'd be so. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, he could. He could pop in here. It's um. Yeah, we've we've been touring a lot around the Midwest, so this is kind of like home home base. It makes it easy just to like pop between cities, but it's it is wild. Just like 
okay, back at mom and dad's house. Here we right, are. Right, right. I guess all of those things still exist inside my head. Yeah. Allow me to process them. <laughs> mm. All right. Okay. So, but the dork forest, here's, okay. So it's Leah, Leah Rudick, Leah underscore Rudick, L-E-A-H underscore R-U-D-I-C-K uh, on Instagram. And it's at the Rudicks are home everywhere. And then everywhere you listen to a podcast, it's called the Rudicks are home. You're a uh, genius yeah. out there. I, I believe in all of you. So uh, they can find it. Now your dorkdoms. Let's get into it. All right. uh, I told Maria Bamford that you were going to be talking about nineties cowboy music, country music. Yeah. yeah. And she said that her favorite line in a country song from the nineties. And then she told it to me and I could only remember half of it. <laughs> so I'm a professional and uh and I don't even know if you'll know this song so it was about it was song song by song by a dude and it was about how there was rice in the microwave rice in the microwave and the guy was uh, the guy was depressed but he had rice in the microwave and so he had things to do and, wow uh, it, it doesn't ring a bell me neither. And I listen to country music and I, the ones that, the ones in the nineties that got me were the sad ones, right? Yes. Yeah. Like the sad I would be, ones. You'd, I'd be driving in my, you know, my 89 Mazda mm-hmm. ha- uh, hatchback and all of a sudden I'd be, it'd come on the radio and I was like, tears would be streaming. Yes. I was like, don't take the girl. Don't do uh, it. Uh, it's so cathartic. I think one of my favorites is um, she, uh, Reba McIntyre. She thinks his name was John which is it's about a woman who has a one night stand and then gets <laughs> eight, dies of AIDS. I, I mean, oh it God. is sad. That is super sad. Yeah. <laughs> there truly is like nothing better than, than driving down. You know, it, it, it just is like so nostalgic because I just grew up listening to it on the radio. So yeah. I just know the words to right there. They're just, I didn't even know I knew the words. Right. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm singing along to Garth Brooks and I'm like, uh, thunder rolls oh, it was God. like remember when yeah. that guy who cheats on his wife and she and she's worried about him it reminds me once my dad came home at like eight in the morning and my stepmother was super super mad i was like what if he's dead what if it's sad yeah. and he's dead and she goes yeah that would be sad i don't think that's the reason <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, in, in that song, it's like, she's so worried. And then he comes home and she smells the perfume of another right. woman. And right. then, and then the thunder rolls and then she's going to, she's going to kill him. <laughs> the cra- Okay. So the crazy thing about, would it be worse to have the smell of a nut of a, of a perfume, a weird perfume or freshly like had just taken a shower? Ooh. Like you saw that he had just taken, you're like, where did you take a fucking shower? Yeah. But I guess it's like you had, at least you had the respect to wash <laughs> off whatever sex filthy is still on. Yeah. yeah. The scent of sex <laughs> with some other lady. And uh, yeah. And then the night, the, the Georgia, the lights. Ugh. Reba, another, another Reba classic. The night, the light went, the lights went down in Georgia. Right. And then she kills the woman in the in the in the in the song. And I wanted you know, her to kill the judge. I've listened to that song so many times and I am no. I have such a hard time, like following the plot of it. <laughs> <laughs> her brother was set up. His girl was uh, was cheating on him. Yeah. And then she uh, and then one of the guys who was cheating on him ends up dead. And that yeah. night and then he is com- convicted of that. Guy's He's convicted because it's like the night before Christmas. It's like a, the, the judge is like, my wife has dinner on the table. I got to go. Right. And then Blood she on goes his hands. and kills his wife. His wife. Yeah. The, her brother's wife, her sister-in-law. Right. But they're never going to find the body. Nah, yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the, I love the murder ones. I love like um, the, the chicks, um, uh, formerly the Dixie chicks. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Earl, Earl had to die. Classic. Oh, that is a classic. Uh, yeah. Earl was a piece of work, wasn't he? He was abusive. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So it's, it's Mary and Wanda. They were the best of friends. And then Mary goes off a bright new world. Wanda stays home in her hometown, marries Earl. He gets abusive, puts her in intensive care. Oh yeah. And then Wanda flies back and they give, they poison his food. 
Right. And nobody cares. The nobody police cares. come and the nobody cares. Nobody misses them. Right, right. Because that's the thing about Earl. Uh, there's a guy <laughs> named Earl that I grew up with who used to shoot tin cans in the Ross and Woods in South Milwaukee. That Wisconsin. checks out. <laughs> yeah. And also, I assume he was the guy who was leaving hefty bags of Playboys for my brothers. Um, oh, my God. Just remember when you would just go in the woods and there'd be a hefty bag and you'd look at it and there mm-hmm. would be dirty magazines in it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, nothing for me, but all right. Yeah. All right. A bag of someone else's shame. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to look at boobs. I have boobs. Yeah, yeah I can and, look uh, at my own. Look at my own. There's one. Oh, look, there's another one. Anyway, I weeded off. So, uh, yeah. Hey, was Coward of the County, was that in the 90s or was that in the 80s? Like the, What's that the, one? That was Kenny Rogers, uh-huh. Coward of the County. It was about a guy uh-huh. who was a peacenik. And then finally, some guy in a bar hits a girl and he's like, I'm going to make a fist and pow. Yeah. And uh, essentially it's about Kenny, Kenny Rogers, um, you know, coming to grips with his, the fact that he's actually a pretty peaceful guy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But don't, yeah. But there's a line. There's a line for all of us. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Turns out the coward of the county found it. Yeah. And because uh, he the, there was a guy who would just walk away from all fights. Yes. Yeah. I do remember that one that. Yeah. yeah. I think it was on the same album as The Gambler. Yeah. Yeah. So who were your favorite 90s uh, artists? Reba. Um, the Chicks. The maybe? Chicks. Love, okay. uh, love The Chicks. Love Garth Brooks. Okay. Love Vince Gill. Um, the thing is, is that because like because I was only listening to it on the radio growing up and then I yeah. kind of stepped away from it for years. And then recently I got we got a my husband and I got a car and we got Sirius XM and they right. have prime. They have a station called Prime Country, yeah. which is all 90s country. And it was just okay. like this, like, oh, it was like falling in love all right. over again. When you told me that you wanted to talk about 90s country, I. Uh, it is not cool, but I have Amazon Music. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's part of my Amazon Prime, and it's another. Everyone wants seven dollars a month. Anyway, whatever it is uh, about Amazon, it's on Amazon Music, and so they have a channel called Nineties Country. Yeah, I mean, and so I was listening to it, going, "Oh my god, I also know this song." Yeah, and oh, listen to that song. It, yeah. I think that I felt so embarrassed by it for so long um, right. uh, that I just kind of tucked it away. And then we got this, the the prime country. And I was like, oh, this is not anything to be ashamed of. I, and your, I was your husband. Did he fall into it as well? Just go. Oh, yeah, he, had, he has. He has. That's and funny. and he, uh, you know, I think that he was like he he was so impressed that I knew the words to all of the songs. He was he just like, in love with you again. He fell in love with me again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're easy like now. And now he knows the words because they're easy to learn. Like it's they're It's the simplest. They're just like the concepts are so like simple and basic. And, you know, it's not right. It's nothing complex. It just is about like the human, the human experience, like these simple stories. Unabashedly romantic yeah unabashedly sweet yeah like the song i just heard in the car was love comma me and it was about grandpa and grandma (laughs) and grandma left a note on the the tree going that one that one wrecks me have to do my chores and then she dies and he's like you're gonna make it to heaven before me but i'm gonna get there yeah i I literally it it chokes me up it does but you know what? They're 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 fun songs. They're they are literally, and they're very sweet. And um, yeah. and they're not crazy. Like they aren't. They aren't right wing tomes, which sometimes right. they can be now, where you're just like totally. Sometimes why, you hear it like a Toby Keith you, song, and you're like, nope, no, thank you. Why are you singing against trans people? What the fuck yep. do you care? That yeah. seems a lookout. That seems a square peg in a round hole, my brother. Yeah, uh, there's absolutely no need to write that song. Certainly but not. weirdly enough, Garth Brooks, if if trans rights would have been a thing in the '90s, he would have written a. Yeah, I know a guy. He was. A, 
he's transitioned and uh, he's a nice guy. We play pool. I mean, yeah. that's what the song would be about. Yes. If it were the 90s. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's just like humans connecting to humans and, you know, finding love, uh, dealing with loss, heartbreak. Right. Like, you know, the you got another one. What's another another great one? I was trying to I, think weirdly of, enough, I have a million of them. I don't know why. I know there's so many. I, um, what's the one, um, Katie and Tommy about like two sparrows in a hurricane. Is that, yes. is that the one? Am Wait, I mixing no, two? No. Yeah. You are mixing two because Katie and Tommy, I remember about Katie and Tommy. Where Katie is falling. She's in love with the boy. Um, she's in love with the boy and her, yeah. and her mom busts in. And her mom. So she comes home. She's in love with this boy. She's 16 years old and her dad hates it. Yep. She's out one night. They're going to get married. They're in love. She's out one night late. They come home late, try to sneak in. Her dad's waiting there and is furious. Then the mom breaks in and is like, this was you. This right. was Remember us. when you were, yes. When you Remember were 16. When... You were nothing but a two, a two bit plow boy or something. I forgot what that <laughs> like... It's yeah, it was, it was charming. It was charming yeah. as all hell. Yeah. Do you remember the one about um, sending a postcard from California? And, and then they had die. a picture of heaven? Yes. Yeah, so yes. The plane crashes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And then they get kind the postcard after he's died. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they will just devastate you. Right. And th- they will kill a character. They don't care. <laughs> this is not this a is character not... you met at the beginning of the song is dead by the end. And it's <laughs> right. Three vicious. minutes later, you just lived through that person's life. And oh, my yeah. God, she dies in childbirth. Which is yeah, I was just happened. I was thinking of that one where she died. It's like I um, what is it? Yeah, she dies in childbirth and he's just down on his knees praying. And the the section before is they get they get mugged and he's that, like, that take, one's, don't, don't take, take the girl. Don't yeah. take the girl. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I'd say uh, you've you've really you've created probably a monster because my husband Andy is not uh, excited about country music. Yeah. He was raised too much on it, but was, his mom lives with us right now, and she uh-huh. loves it. Loves it. So uh, it, I, I'm loath to introduce it into the plot because it will kill him while I'm on the road. <laughs> yes, and he's you know, already got I, so yeah. much to deal with. Uh, <laughs> yes, he's got plenty to. His- I feel like my husband was super resistant to it also. And, you know, he's got he, his his taste in music is vast and it, he has an impressive, you know, he's he's very he's got great taste. And, you know, he and so Andy it, knows everything. My He knows yeah. he knows like Bowie and Prince. Yeah. And then he also knows like uh, weird like hip hop and then yeah. ska. And I'm yeah. like how do you and he's like all i do is watch youtube videos of music he even knows the new music that i only hear at gas stations and grocery stores wow yeah that's how that's how my husband david is also and um so introducing this other thing was like at first and at first he really made fun of it and then you can't help it because you get sucked into the story right right Mm -hmm. and um and there's no reason to be. It's like being ashamed of romance novels. I, I remember when I realized yeah. that I shouldn't be ashamed of romance novels because that guy has been reading reading all of Louis L'Amour and Jack Reacher over <laughs> and over again. And and Patterson and reads yeah. all of like all of those airport books. I read yeah. different airport books. That's yeah. all it is. That's all it is. And it's yeah. just because we're women. It's it's more shame is attached to it. Yeah, they're just like, well, it's not something I'm into. And you're like, yeah. well, turns out it doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah, this is so. mine. This is my this is my fun time. Exactly. Uh, all right, Leah Rudick. Let me, Leah Rudick, by the way, that's what I'm talking to. Let's go to a, <laughs> a, a, a do you want to, uh, you, yeah. you have the prime country on Sirius. Yep. I recommend 90s country on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, you gave me a list as long as your arm about, uh, of dorkdoms which one yeah. do you want to talk about next do you like the idea should we talk about psychics i knew that you were going to go there do you know how i knew that how'd you know yeah psychic oh <laughs> you walked i walked right into, into that, that one <laughs> I, I was like was it because i put it first on the list yeah because it was wow. because you put it first on the list <laughs> so okay so what do you know about psychics okay so i have been going to psychics since i was a child i was bringing a child to psychics it's wild. My um, my mom has always well. So my mom got really into psychics. I think after she 
left Catholicism because she was like, I need something else. I need some magic. Let (laughs) me go to psychic. Exactly. So like we always had a family. We had a family psychic Um, growing up. We would talk to him every months. He was uh, his name was Bill. He was this guy (laughs) who uh, he was he was in Ohio. He and, you know, my my mom and her sisters would go and like see him every every few months and um, really like lived by uh, by his by his word. And like my mom tells me the story, which is that when I was um, when I was little, when I was like five, Bill uh, told her that he saw me getting kidnapped. And so for like the, the year that followed, she just like wouldn't let me out of her sight. And he said this other stuff, which was that it was going to happen in a government building. And he was like, the reason I'm telling you this is because I think it can be stopped. And um, so she was like, I was a wreck that whole year. I like I wouldn't let you out of my sight. And then one day she said that we were at a post office and she said this woman walked in and she just got like such bad vibes. And she was just like staring at me. And my mom was like, that's who it is. That's the that's the person. And she like pulled me out and then. There was also this other thing where like at the time we were living in northeastern Ohio and Bill had said that it was going to be a person from Kentucky, which is which is quite far. You know, it's 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 on the other side, Yeah, on the other side. And so she rushed me out and there was a car in the in the post office parking lot that was like from Kentucky. And she was like, that's that's there it is. That's it. That's it. All right. It's uh, it's such. It's a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not above <laughs> liking a crystal or a, a real cool rock. Or yeah, my friend Karen Rontowski, she'll read my tarot card. She's not. I'll, I'll do it. And yeah. um, and and Karen Rontowski is enormously intuitive, right? Uh huh. She just has a really good heart, and yeah. and it's sort of open. So when she meets people, she reads tarot cards, and she can yeah. sort of. But I think I'm not saying she isn't psychic. I'm just yeah. saying that when she reads those cards, for me, it's hard for me to believe in psychics. But I yeah. do believe in in intuition. In and intuition, yeah, and openness, and yeah. and and quite honestly, much like anything, what if I'm wrong? Right? Yeah. It's it's not really unless someone is taking advantage. Yeah. Of, of of someone's fear, right? Like after World right. War One, there was like a big rise in seances and uh, people saying they could talk to the dead yeah. because so many people died. So like the lost yeah. generation, uh, so many parents were like, you could have my life savings if I could just talk to my son one more time. And those guys are dirtbags and con yeah. artists and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. But I have been to the psychic eye here in Los Angeles to give $20 to- yeah. uh, I've done it, I think, two or three times. And one time we recorded it and it was on a cassette tape. So it was back in the late 90s, you guys. Mm -hmm. And I played that tape so many times it broke. And uh, and the the recording of the session, the recording of the session, you Uh get a recording of the session. Yeah, yeah. I I have tons of tapes in my drawers. Right. And I wish I still had it because it was probably 1999. 98 mm-hmm. and i was like i never know what to ask a psychic so yeah. uh that's going to be my next next question for you uh so but i will say this so i asked i asked her if i would ever uh kind of have a boyfriend right a partner mm-hmm. and um because i was just you know i just spent you know 20 years getting laid and uh and <laughs> she, she was like she turns the card over and she goes Yes, but I have to tell you, this is not a fast card. Oh, God. That's not what you want to hear. Well, I was like, that's okay. I mean, the fact that there's hope. And she's like, well, I am mostly about hope. But yes, this card is actually, it says, and if it was 99, I met Andy in 2003. So that is a slow roll. Okay. But um, what do you usually, like when you go now, what do you usually ask a psychic? Well, I, I think that I, um, I actually haven't been in a minute, um, because I feel like I don't need to go right now because I'm feeling really good. Right, right. <laughs> like, like, I feel like, I feel like I went when I, when I wanted, um, when I wanted somebody to tell me like this thing that you really want to happen is going to happen. I okay. mean, it, it really is like, I feel like it is, 
it's it's like comfort in in a you know in a world that is actually so out of our control right uh, and i think that we're feeling that more than ever these in this like post pandemic world like oh sure i think that there is like some comfort to just going to someone and being like is my career going to work out and having them be like yes this like like yes this will happen in this in this time frame and that's that's always what it was like i remember when i i went in high school and like all i wanted was was a boyfriend and okay and and the the bit i think it was bill bill was still the family psychic at the time was like you're going to meet a boy and he's going to have flaming red hair and and then that was my first boyfriend. And it's like, is that, was he psychic or was it like a self-fulfilling prophecy where I got in my head, like, okay, my was first boyfriend's going to have, yeah. was it the then, secret? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then some redheaded dude was like, I am psyched at Bill. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Bill. Thank you, and, Bill. Uh, <laughs> well played, Bill. Let me send Bill yeah. 20 bucks. And, yeah, um, exactly. Right. So, well, it is interesting because you feel pretty like sort of serene or, or like in your like okay in your own self mm -hmm. that you don't have to go outside and wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I will say a lot of times there's, you know, because I've asked about, uh, I think I've asked about career stuff and everyone's mm -hmm. like, yeah, but uh, I think every psychic or tarot card reader I've ever been to has been like, yes, but you have to understand how success is defined. Mm-hmm. Right. There's and some people might go, oh, they're hedging their bets. And you're like, yes, yes, they yeah. are hedging. And we should all know in our hearts that success is defined differently. Yes. And if you and if I've paid someone twenty five dollars to tell me that I need to understand that success isn't a Scrooge McDuck pile of money, <laughs> that instead it's satisfaction of a job well done, getting to do what I love, mm -hmm. being respected by my peers. Yeah. Um, all of those things are also markers for, for success. Yeah. You know, the fact that, you know, I don't, it's not whatever I could have imagined, right? Like there could have been something I could have imagined that would have been weird and, and huge. Yeah. And though I also was never very good at imagining, like, what was I going to be Catherine Hepburn? That's weird. I never <laughs> wanted that. So, yeah. um, um, so to hear a psychic say, well, yes, you will be successful if you keep doing, because also if you keep doing something, you guess will what? get better at it. Yeah. If and you, you just don't quit, guess what? You'll stay, you'll get better. And probably there will be results, be results. in some way. Yes. You, and in the end, if you keep doing something, you will still get to do it. Yeah. So yeah. if you like it that much, it turns out, keep doing it. Yeah. And I, that is, I, that's success. That I mean, yeah. It, in my in my book, that's being able to do what you love to do and and live indoors, survive huh? and live indoors and have food yeah. like that's that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that but is. I will say that I think it can it can go the other way, too. Like I I, I had a bad experience. You know, you, you got to pick and choose the right. You got to find the right psychic because some you can. There are a lot of hacks out there and, you know, people can get in your head. Like I remember I went yeah. to see someone when I was probably. 27 years old. And I was, I was living in New York and I was, I was acting. And like, that was, that was the dream. Like I wanted to be a, like a, a famous actor. Right. And the psychic was like, well, you, you have three more years. And it wasn't like it was, you know, it was like, well, because when you turn 30 as a, <laughs> well, as a woman, you know, right. they're going to throw you away. Yes. Yeah. Your vagina really, dries up and nobody wants to fuck And it. that's it. You're oh. to the dumpster you go. And it was such right. a gross, like, you know, we don't know like, each other well enough for me to have just said that. I apologize. No, no. I, Rangers <laughs> are like, yeah, that's how Jackie talks. Anyway. Yeah, so no, no. You, your, right. your vagina dries up and that's, <laughs> and, that, and then you're. You're not, you're, you're a dead person to Hollywood, you're, you're a dead person to Hollywood, <laughs> which is not entirely wrong, but it was like, it got in my head yeah. I think because I like, I've put, so I, I had put so much stock in what these like experts or mystic, mystics said that like, I remember when I, you know, it was like those years leading up to 30, it was just like this, like, oh my God, like I have to, and then it didn't happen. And it was like, oh, I guess I failed. And it's like, that's I guess so fucked. Right. That 
And that the thing is, is, and I would say this is if anybody says anything like that to you, whether you're, you've paid them $25 or not. Right. I once went to a hand reader lady at a, yeah. uh, at a, at a fair in New York city where they were selling giant, uh, uh, it was, it was in like little Italy or something. And there was, it was a street fair uh-huh. and there was a woman at a card table and it was $5. And I, you know what I got? I have $5 worth of, she didn't even look at my hand. She just looked at me and said, you need to lose weight. Jesus and, uh, Christ. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, well, and I told my friend Jenny's mom that story because I went with my friend Jenny Bergman and Jenny's mom goes, that's $5 worth of a, um, <laughs> of, of, of information, Jackie. Yeah. And it's sort of like the DNA, te- like 23 and me and, yeah. and ancestor, you give them a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what you and get? You get a hundred dollars yeah. worth of DNA information. You get a hundred dollars information. Yeah. That's all you get. Yeah. You get a real yeah. generalization. Turns yeah. out you're pretty white. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it really is like I, I was in, I remember being like in New York at one point, like my mom and I would always go as kind of like mother, daughter. It was like our fun activity. And we went to one of these, like, you know, one of those places that is like tarot psychic in New York that is just like, you know, it's garbage you know that right, it's there's a be, neon light yeah there's a neon light and there's a crystal ball and we we went in and and of course they the number they gave us at the beginning when after the reading they were like it's it's triple that you know and bullshit. i was like no this is bullshit and, and and my mom was like no no it's it's great it's fine it's fine I gave them the whole it was probably like 50 dollars or something right right and we walk out i was like mom they just totally ripped us off what was that about and she was like well like just with a straight face was like well i didn't want to get cursed <laughs> Like, she <laughs> genuinely was like, if I don't give them this money, right. they're going to they're going to curse me and my family. And, you know, that's uh, yes. Was she Catholic? By yeah. Any chance? Yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. So just curious. That's uh, it doesn't okay. it doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, no. That's <laughs> a lateral move is what your mom's yeah. done there. A bit of a, yeah. Yeah. So, OK. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we go on, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to make a note of this uh, of this time code because there might be an ad here. Ooh. Was there one? Did you enjoy it? Good for you. <laughs> okay. So um, the uh, what? Okay. So psychics. The real question is, what's the best experience? You. I mean, were you ever kind of blown away? Where you're like, this person, or is it usually just? Like getting a massage where you're like, no, that was great. Or that was good. Generally, I think it is like it's walking away just like with a little more pep in your step. It's like it's like going in and having someone be like, okay, these things you want, they're coming. Okay. And, and, and those, like those happened at, at, at moments where I, I think I just really needed to hear that. And, uh, there was, I mean, honestly, I think the, 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 the craziest thing was like the redhead boyfriend like that because it was such a specific thing. Right. Um, but no, it's, it's never been, you know, I, I think that like for a long time it would be like going and being like, okay, there's a, there's a contract coming for you. There's this big success around the bend and, and it, it, it kept sort of not happening. So I, I got yeah. like, at a certain point I was like, well, Oh, well, this is actually, <laughs> it was, they were too specific. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, cause the thing is, is I more than willing to give somebody 20 bucks for a pep talk. Yeah. Uh, usually it's... I get it from friends and family, but you right. know, sometimes you hit a wall and you're like, I need, it I need a pep talk. Is yeah. there, it kind of is therapy. It's, it's like yeah. unlicensed therapy. It, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Maria Bamford is doing a joke about 12 step programs uh-huh. and how she took uh, her husband to this 12 step program. And he just looked around the meeting and went, these people need help. And Maria's <laughs> like, yes, yes, they do. And he goes, there's not available. And he goes, so this is it peer counseling. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she goes, yes. And it sometimes it works. It's very nice. Yeah. And yeah. So, that's so funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so Leah Rudnick, uh, Rudick, Rudick, uh, Leah Got Rudick, it. and it's at Leah L E A H underscore uh 
Rudick, R U D I C K, on all the things. And then the podcast is uh, The Rudicks Are Home. And um, yeah. What? Okay. So there's psychics, mm-hmm. there's tarot card readers. There's all and kinds of things. What are the other things? Like okay, the so people the, that are yeah. like psychics. There's so there's psychics, there's tarot readers, there's I um I one time went to a past life regression regressionist. Did you ever see defending your life? No. Oh my god, it's Is uh, that about that? Yeah, it's a it's uh it's it's about reincarnation and it's uh Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep and it's hilarious. Oh shit. Okay, I got to watch Defending that. Your Life, such a good movie. Anyway, so you go <laughs> to a past life. So I went um a fr- one of my best friends' mom was doing past life regressions and so she gifted me a session and it was so fun. It was like she used a um she used like a pendulum to, to oh, yeah, where yeah. like she would ask questions to the pendulum and based on which way it uh, turned, she would know yes or no. And, and she also got like, I think visions during the session. So, so the takeaway, she said that in the, in a past life, I was a, I was a geisha. Um, okay. And, and she said that my, my boyfriend in the time was at the time was also one of my geisha friends. Okay. And I remember when I told him, he got like, he got really mad. He was like, he like really was like, well, I, I think he, it was so strange. He was like, like he didn't want to be a girl or something. He didn't want to be like my friend in a past life. Like he took, he took, you know, just oh, right. masculinity. Uh, <laughs> it's like, just slow your roll. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Relax. A, um, mm-hmm. But it was, it was all these other things that like explained relationships that I have in this life, which is that like my, my younger brother, Andrew, who is my the podcast partner um, yep. was like, the reason you're protective of him is because in a past life, your, um, your dad, your current dad was like your stepmom who murdered him. <laughs> Here's the thing about past life regression people. I want them to write for wrestlers. I desperately <laughs> want them to write for professional wrestlers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and this doesn't mean it's not fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I always, I have always thought, you ever think that, um, did you, did it feel like you were like, that sounds about right. Like I was, um, like you were Honestly, grinding it out. I kind of was. A was she, she was like, that's why you're protective of him. That's why you have this, like ex- this, this like relationship. She was like, and then she was like, your, your, this particular friend was your stepmom, And that's why you have, you're a little bit like, um, afraid of like certain things in their person, and you you like hide. You know, it was it was. Um, yeah, cool. I, I've always thought that I was um, a, a, a a child drummer boy in the Civil War. <laughs> Not even gonna lie, it's uh, the, I, th- I it was. And granted, I thought that when I was like twelve, and I totally got into the Civil War, and I started just reading all nonfiction and fiction about wow. the civil war, historical fiction. And I was like, I think that's what I used to be. And wow. I mean, cause who, I always think about how there's 8 billion people on the planet. Mm-hmm. And if reincarnation is real, there used to be 1 billion people on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the rest of us were bugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, because there was 8 billion of something, right? Yeah. Like if we all had to come up, we were, yeah. we were a different kind of being. Yeah. And now there's 8 billion people, which um, the earth is like, oh, this reincarnation sounds like a really shitty idea. Yeah, this is not Are they actually... all going to become planets next time? They're going to die. They're going to be bigger and bigger animals and we didn't more invasive. We through logistically. Right. Right. Uh, I just made that up. That made me laugh. Okay. So, <laughs> but you know, uh, maybe that's why they say there's like older souls and younger, you know, it's like, because the younger souls are used to be the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And then, right. They have to, well, that's defending your life. Albert Brooks, uh, they talk about how many times you were on earth to uh-huh. learn how to move on to the next um, level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rip Torn plays his mm-hmm. lawyer Amazing. and uh, Meryl Streep, it was amazing, of course, in life. And Albert Brooks was a bit of a schlub. Yeah. And as you know, casting. So uh, casting. right. And that's that's the thing too with 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 psychics is that they look at you and they're like, okay, I see. You know, like people look at your sausage casing, and yeah. how you've been treated your whole life, and yeah. you can kind of tell. 
You can tell. Like what I mean, kind of puck talk you need? Or it's the same thing as doing as doing stand as doing like crowd work. Like you you look at an audience and you you can. You can it is like tell, doing crowd you can, work. Yeah. You can tell. You look at someone and you're like, oh, you this is, you know, the the very yeah. skilled people like know exactly what know exactly what you are. My new thing is I like to guess who's who's doing some meditation in the front row. I like <laughs> to pick a lady who looks like she has her shit together and go, do you meditate? That's amazing. And let me tell you something. Much like my sense of direction, I'm always wrong. Always. <laughs> she's like, I do not. And I was like, oh, you have a good vibe about you. You look like you kind of have your shit together. That's amazing. Always wrong. Always wrong. <laughs> by the way, I also have no sense of direction and I will, it's, you would think it would be 50, 50, that I would pick a direction and I'd be 50% wrong. Yeah. Andy, Andy Ashcraft, my fella insists that it's an 80, 20, uh, 80% percent wrong. Incorrect. Yep. Yeah. And whenever I'm on San Fernando Boulevard here in the Los Angeles area, you can bet your ass that I'm lost. Oh yeah. Cause I'm, whenever I, I look up, do. I look up at uh, like a one time many years ago, pre GPS, I looked up and I was like, Oh shit, I'm on San Fernando. And uh, it used to just give me like small, like it would give me a little anxiety. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh shit, I'm lost. And I was like, calm down. Just accept that when you're on San Fernando, you're lost. And why don't you go to lunch? And I took myself to lunch and it really helped. It really calmed me down. I love that. I love that. Someone was telling me that a friend of hers called her and wanted and was like, I'm going to kill myself. And she said, have you eaten? Oh, my God. And the woman goes, what? And she said, have you eaten? And she goes, no. She said, eat a sandwich. Call me right back. And she she ate a sandwich, called her right back. She was like, yeah, I think my blood sugar was low. I am slightly oh, depressed. My God. <laughs> that is amazing. That's amazing. Right. Maybe she's psychic, my friend. Maybe she's uh, who psychic. Who helped her other friend. Yes. Maybe we all just need a sandwich. Sometimes we need a sandwich, yeah. quite honestly. Um, here was the thing. When I asked you what your dorkdoms were, the first thing you said, it was too, it wasn't it was too, enough. It was too vague. A vague. I, under, yeah. I know. I realized what? that. But I wouldn't mind talking about it because uh, I was never into martinis. It's the, yeah. it's the drink, the alcoholic beverage that comes in a pointy glass mm -hmm. martini or sometimes a curved glass. Yeah. What? What? How? How did Ugh, it happen? I love a what? martini. I, uh, sex I, in the city kind of thing? Is that what? City. Yeah. No, I think um, I think it just... It happened. It started when I was living in New York. I think it just, I just liked the way it, it made me feel cl like classy. It made me feel fancy. Like, right. um, it comes in a fancy glass, it comes in a fancy glass. And I, and I just really started enjoying the, the, fl the flavor of it. Like I, I, the, I like it. I have a very specific recipe that I like. It's a, it's a, Please. it's a slightly dirty, vodka martini which i think that some like professional mixologists would like balk out because a because an actual like traditional martini is is gin vermouth and lemon okay but, and so um, what are you compromising the gin if you compromising if you... <laughs> the gin by doing vodka and also that people some people look down on um a dirty on the olive because the on olive brine is what yeah okay. <laughs> some people judge everything everyone does <laughs> And it, what makes it dirty is some sort of olive juice. It's the olive brine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, green olive, black olive doesn't green matter. olive brine. We also, okay. we've, we've sort of perfected this recipe, which is that it's, um, it's like two and a half ounces of vodka. I like Tito's or, or Belvedere, uh, if I'm okay. feeling fancy, okay. um, a um like uh, 0.75 ounces of something called dirty sue which is olive brine that is just sold as olive brine okay it's, it doesn't come with olives it's literally just right. a bottle of olive juice right right that is made for martinis for the creation yes. of a dirty martini got it exactly and, um, and how much vermouth and just uh just the slightest splash like honestly it's like just put it like a rinse where you just like pour a tiny bit like in the in the glass before and then and then dump oh, it out so you just have what like, is the vermouth? slightest it's a um it's like a um um like a like a is it a booze of, as well a, yeah it's a booze it's um a very like it's not an amar it's um 
I should know this. My my husband makes Amaro, um, which, which is, is like a like an after dinner digestif bitter. Um, it's a fortified wine, is what is what vermouth is. So it oh, it's uh, it's oh, like okay. extremely yes. specific I've... flavor. You you Googled, yeah, <laughs> I did Google, and then I tapped yeah. the wrong screen to make it show up, and it didn't <laughs> show up. Uh, vermouth is an aromatized fortified wine flavored with various botanicals and sometimes colored. Wow. Somebody bought a thesaurus and threw it at this word. Um, <laughs> the modern versions of the beverage were first produced in the mid to late 18th century in Turin, Italy. <coughs> there you go. So it has some alcohol content, yeah. but you're just it's using a, sort of a, you're, you're just, just sort of. The, just for the flavor, just like a, t- a touch for the flavor. It's okay. an extremely strong drink. I mean, it's, it's, it's oh. essentially just vodka. It's vodka with olive like it so you can't you couldn't drink it i mean you could if you also wanted to drink you know vermouth vermouth? yeah oh yeah people do people do people do something called an upside down martini which is sort of the it's like the um it's like a back it's a martini where the um the measurements are the it's like you use the amount of vermouth that you would usually use for the vodka or gin Oh, wow. I, vermouth is is I think vermouth is is gross. Like I would I would By never itself. drink it on its own. But it's nice. It adds like a little bit of like a, an aroma and a and a roundness. I think to the to the drink that that makes it nice. Um, and then and then do you put anything in it like an olive or an a, olive? Yeah, okay. an olive or three olives. You're, if you do two olives, it's apparently bad luck. <laughs> so, well. says, so says my psychic. <laughs> <laughs> and are you putting it in a pointy glass? One of the one of the triangle glasses, or are you doing a sort the way of a roundy we, one? the way we do at home? We do it with coupe, the round coupe, the rounded coupe. Okay, um, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm happy with a pointed glass. Um, you know, and, and so yeah, yeah. That, I feel like we we've perfected the recipe at home. So going out, it's kind of a crapshoot. Not bartenders. It, a lot of people don't know how to make martinis well. Um, yeah. How would you order two and a half? Ounce? You would have to order two and a half shots, right? You you just say like the way I order it is I say I'd like a slightly dirty um, vodka martini or I say what kind of vodka. Like if it's I say a slightly dirty Tito's martini. And okay. if you're if it's like a good bartender, they know how to make it. Oftentimes they'll put like too much. When you say slightly dirty, they'll kind of mix it up and put too much vermouth in it. Um, but if you go to a good bar, like um, Jones in um, in, in Hollywood is, is yeah. in Los Angeles is is our favorite place is is actually where Dirty Sue originated. They they oh, okay. um, they who there was like a head bartender there who who uh, who made who created that company um, and okay. they make the perfect they make the perfect martini out in the world out in the wild out in the um, wild yes yes yeah it is an interesting it seems like sort of a when I met Andy, my husband, mm-hmm. uh, good Lord, uh, there's something about that. And we've been married almost 20 years. Uh-huh. So, but it's such a weird thing to say, my husband, just because yes. it feels 1950s. Very odd. Yeah, anyway, does. but he's a good egg. I'm married to this fella and he's a <laughs> delight. But um, he was into wine when we first got together and I do not drink because okay. of a plethora of DUIs. So, uh, the, uh, um, so he stopped drinking. He was like, you know, and red wine gives him a headache. So he drinks like uh-huh. a white wine. And, uh, so it's always, I like that, but I love the idea of that bewitched kind of where there's a rolling, um, <laughs> One of those things that rolls that has all the bottles on it, like a rolling uh-huh. bar, a bar yeah. cart. Yeah. A bar cart. That's yeah. it. That yeah. that the bewitched lady had in, yes. in the sitcom. Do you yeah. have such a thing in your home? We do. We do. Um, and my my husband, um, <laughs> your your fella, yes. my fella, uh, David, who um, he he's worked um, he's worked in bars for years and years. He 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 comes from a bartender background. And like I said, now he's about to launch his own spirit company um oh so, you did not tell me uh, that is he, he? he he makes amaro which is um oh. it's um it's a, like a bitter a bitter liqueur no i, I said it in okay. passing yeah. um yeah but so we do we have a very we have a um a, a very strong bar at home Right, right, right. That is just just because he knows how to stock a bar. He knows how to stock a bar and he knows how to make. If I were to come in, 
if I mm-hmm. were to come in and I were to want my signature drink, the Diet Coke cranberry, <laughs> uh, you could probably make that. It's half could, Diet yeah. Coke, half cranberry juice. We could set it's you a, up. Such, it's a it's a cherry Coke essentially, but it's a cranberry <laughs> Diet Coke is what it. That sounds because delicious. Actually, I've it never is had delicious. That. Because I don't drink and I'm in bars all the time, I had to come up with something that was more fun than a thousand Diet Cokes or a thousand seltzers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Does it taste like cherry Coke? No, it tastes like cranberry Coke. It's nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's it's delicious. I recommend you try it. Maybe tonight as a palate Perhaps cleanser. tonight. Yes. yes. It's, uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> I uh, I do this club in Min- my home club in Minneapolis. He'll make all the juices in oh, a, in a wow. carafe, but they sell it in all the juices and then a booze like a booze thing that goes through it. Oh, but, it's a uh, mix of all the juices, like a like yeah, a like pineapple. a suicide. Is that what yeah. they're called? Yeah. yeah, 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 like a suicide. And um, yeah, that's delicious. Uh, so you but- mix that with Diet Coke. No, I don't. That would that's just another that drink that weird. I will also have. Oh, okay. Okay. Because pineapple juice and Diet Coke actually sounds disgusting. That does sound disgusting. Now I kind of want to try it, but I'm not saying uh yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to drink less Diet Coke because of course yeah. it causes cancer. Who knows what it causes? It might have yeah. that is not true. I don't everything, know. Everything everything does. Every, right. It everything turns out being does. alive causes dying. Being alive, yeah. yeah will kill being alive will kill you. That'll right there at the end. But you know, um, there there's a um the this drink has kind of become popular recently, which is a is a big drink in um Spain, Diet Coke and red wine. Uh which weird. also sounds disgusting, but is actually yes. quite tasty. You've tried that? A little DC red yeah. wine? Yeah, it's good. Huh. It sounds like children really you know how like they sell <laughs> yeah the, the vaping you're just like it's a pomegranate mist but it's also nicotine which like exactly yeah if, you don't like red yeah. wine how about if i put a diet coke on top of that exactly and, uh, yeah you know that's that, going on. that is like in the it's i think that's in the zeitgeist in the zeitgeist i know because david um he, he bartends so much and in the past couple years, this drink has become popular called the Dirty Shirley, which is essentially a Shirley Temple, <laughs> but with um, with with vodka. I think it's vodka with booze. With booze. <laughs> and it, but it's just like sugar. It's like a like a Shirley Temple is just like sh- sugar, you know? Right, right, because it has the grenadine. Yeah, it's just grenadine yeah. and Sprite. So it's just yeah. grenadine and Sprite and whatever the spirit is. But and, yeah. and then some giant bottle of booze on top of it well exactly i used to drink uh what what was called a dead nazi and it was a shot of it's a shot of rumplements and a shot of jägermeister together oh my god and uh you literally had seven to nine minutes to talk to me and then i was in a happy place yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) because that's that i think that's about 90 percent alcohol once it's down your gullet that's it's not great that's intense yeah might be a might be an indicator that uh Shouldn't be working heavy machinery, Jackie. Time to time anyway. to swap over to diet diet coke. Yes, yeah. yeah. Diet coke. <laughs> but here's the other beverage that you said that you really liked was the perfect coffee. Yes, we have about ten minutes left. I think oh. I could talk about coffee for ten minutes. You, are what you a coffee? You? Are you a coffee drinker? I am a coffee drinker. Yeah. Though I've I've been trying to slow my roll on that as well. But yeah, yeah. All of these things are you just you get addicted to them. Right. Um, they 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 take away from the water. They, yeah, they suck all the yeah. hydration out of my body. But they're so fun. I have I have a coffee here. Um, so I love. Um, we do a French press, um, at home, and and we do that. I do it with a splash of almond milk. <laughs> it's not really anything. Um, it's not particularly interesting, actually. It, it's just <laughs> this, like <laughs> you. I was given a piece of paper that said perfect coffee. Yes, I know. it. And it's a saying it out loud. It turns out, let me say that Leah Leah Rudick is a simple woman of the people. (laughs) And that perfect coffee is a French press with a splash of almond milk, you guys. (laughs) That's all. Just live it up, she's saying. Get yourself a nice Live cup of up. coffee. Get yourself with a French a, press, a little bit of, of a Califia almond milk, and you're you're good. You're good. I think that in LA, I'm constantly chasing the perfect cup of coffee because I, you know, I, I spend so much time and in traveling too, where you're just like, okay, I'm in this new city. Where's the coffee shop that is going to be able to give me the coffee that I want? 
Right. Right. It's true. Um, I, so my favorite coffee and it's, I went to Vietnam with Andy mm-hmm. and we went on what I like to call an idiot tour uh, because it, <laughs> we've never been to Vietnam and I don't speak Vietnamese. So uh-huh. we did nine days in Vietnam and nine days in Cambodia and they had local tour guides help you out. Uh-huh. And the guy that took us up uh, down from Hanoi down to Saigon was a guy named Kwa and he was amazing. He's super, mm-hmm. he was sociopolitical. He was silly. He, uh, Three days into it, me and a couple of the New Zealand uh, guests were like, hey, could we get a bond me? And he said, you want a 75 cent street sandwich? I've been taking you to people's houses for beautiful six dollar four course meals. And we're like, no, no, keep doing that. We would also like a bond me. And uh, because they have bought me here. And I was yeah. like, I wonder if it's the same. It turns yeah. out it's the same, you guys. It's just same? the same. Yeah, but 75 cents in Vietnam. Anyway, we went to Hoi An, I think it was, and they had a local coffee. Uh And I bought some coffee, one to give a friend of mine a pound and a pound for myself. And we and it came with the tiny Vietnamese coffee makers. Uh huh. And um, that's with uh, with like um, is it with condensed milk? Sweetened condensed milk is what uh-huh. it is when you do out. Uh, when I make it at home, I just use whole whole milk, uh-huh. regular just cows. But we do drink whole milk because I don't enjoy the idea of palm oil. Did you know that in 2% and fat-free milk, it's thickened with palm oil? I didn't know that. That's disgusting. Well, it's gross. And yeah. it's fine when you drink it and you don't know that. You're like, it's fine. But if you do know it, it will affect your enjoyment of yeah, said milk. And now I've screwed with all of you peoples who are out there trying to enjoy a 2%. Anyway, yeah. but here's the scoop. Um, I didn't, it has a chocolate note to it, this Vietnamese coffee that I got in Hoi An, that I didn't know if it was actually, because I'm not a big fan of flavored coffee, but it was so subtle. And I asked Kwa about it. And he was like, no, no, that's just the beans. Since then, I have looked at the ingredients, uh, translated them. There's chocolate in it. Really? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> full of shit. But here's the thing is so we we come home and I run out of that coffee and Andy is friends with Kwa on Facebook. And I was like, do you think Kwa would send me 10 pounds of that coffee? He goes oh, to Hoi An once a month. And uh, so Kwa sends me 10 pounds of that coffee once a year. Oh, my God. And that's I, amazing. Right. He doesn't he doesn't gouge me too bad. And I always send him an extra money because, you know, if a six dollar fancy meal is a yeah. fancy meal, uh, Get just, yourself a few sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live it up, brother. Yeah. You know, and uh, so uh, we all win. <laughs> and yeah. so my favorite coffee, because I don't always make Vietnamese coffee because it takes a second. Yeah. But I have a Mr. Coffee. And so what I do mm-hmm. is I take a, a, a can of coffee. The, mm-hmm. it's a yellow can. I can't remember the name of it. I put two scoops of that and one scoop of the good stuff. Ooh. And then I make a whole pot of that coffee. And then Ooh, I drink that's... all of that coffee, which is why I'm trying to drink less coffee. Guess yeah. who doesn't need to drink a pot of coffee a day? This one right here. Same. No need. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Oh, that sounds kind of... so good though. It's delicious. The next time you come to Los Angeles, please come to my home. I will have for you. Uh, I also have, <sighs> I don't know if, I don't know if you can see. Can you see out in the yard? Probably not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, how lovely. It's Swiss chard and collard greens. And oh, my gone, God. They've gone mad. They've quite honestly gone mad. And wow. There's my, there's my garage, you guys. And now we spin Look around. Look at that. I'm stacked on top of board games. Whiz Kids, you guys, got out there. Whiz Kids has a Scooby-Doo version of Heroclix. Uh, that's a tiny ad for Whiz Kids for no reason. <laughs> sponsored (laughs) (laughs) uh kind of they do send me stuff and i and i'm like i want to do a great (laughs) unboxing but i have too many hero clicks right now to play any more hero clicks so like i have all the wonder woman they sent me all the wonder woman hero clicks and they're awesome i don't know what you mean by any of that (laughs) well hero hero clicks is you know how dungeons and dragons so somebody draws a map on top of a bunch of squares or a bunch of hexagrams. Uh, hero clicks, sort of. I love the <laughs> it is, <or> sort of <laughs> very supportive. Thank you very much. For your 
<laughs> the but Heroclix <laughs> is a character based thing where you you but you buzz around and on the base of the characters they have uh, all of its stats. So you can just spin ah. the base. So it tells you how many hit points it has. It tells you uh, how, how hard it is to kill that character. Okay. And got it. They, they do it for all, all of DC, all of Marvel, all of almost everything, like whatever IP there is, there's hero clicks for it. And now got there it. are Scooby-Doo hero clicks and they're kind of super fun because they're kind of idiot proof where yeah. you don't have to make a character sheet. You can just play with the character. You're like bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. I punch you in the nose. And someone says, <laughs> I punch you back. And you go, I spin my thing and my guy falls over. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So easy peasy. Got it. Thank you. Small introduction to Heroclix. <laughs> Someone right I've done a couple of episodes of Heroclix on the on the show. Uh that guy right now yelling at his iPhone, going, uh, not really, but okay. And uh, <laughs> so I recommend <laughs> get out there, play some Heroclix. I'm getting so, out there. We're we're real close to uh to the end here. And what is left? Oh, oh my goodness. Travel. Oh, okay. What, yeah. Is it just so- points and stuff? I just love that one of my favorite th- one of my favorite ways to procrastinate is searching for the best like flight and hotel deals out there. Like I will go down such a rabbit hole. Really? It's so fun for me. Like I I feel like in another is life. Is it like, like pretend travel? Like you're not going there. You're just like, well, how much would it cost? Yeah, sometimes sometimes it's that and sometimes it's like actual travel that I like it's such a simple where it's just like I I literally am like there's a flight that I should get and then get back to my work, you know, and there's a hotel that is the obvious choice and I should just book it and get back to work. But I will spend like hours just like going to every site, comparing, like making docs where I'm just comparing like what is the time to cost ratio. And it's just very fun for me. Like, I feel like I, I would, I would be such a good travel agent. Like, I, I mean, not that that is even a, uh, like a profession almost, anymore. It mm. is, but no, oh, not at this level. Uh, like literally <laughs> it's just for like famous people have tried like people with a lot. Cause it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Kind of because to, to some extent, like when I opened for Brian Regan, he has mm-hmm. someone who books all the hotels and all the flights. Yeah. When yeah. I opened for Maria Bamford, she has someone who books the flights and hotels mm-hmm. and they are not travel agents, but they right. do. They are also PR people. Yeah. And they also do other things. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, and my sister loves to do what you do, which which is what you love to do, which is to look for the best deal. Yeah. I don't just, mind it. Yeah. But you, you don't use Priceline. Sometimes I use them all. all. Right. Do you use Priceline, Skyscanner, Skip Skip Lag's a lot of fun. Um, it, what do you know? Skip Skip, La- Skip Lagged. They actually got sued by um, I think United because they do a thing where like you know how you'll you'll go somewhere and there will be a layover. Oftentimes you can sort of hack it where the the final destination is actually part of a layover and it's cheaper to do it. Yep. So like if I was flying from like Cincinnati to LAX, but there's, it's like, you know, $400 or something, but there's another flight that is the same flight path that goes Cincinnati to LAX to Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's like $200. So you can book that and you just can't bring, you have to do like carry on luggage and it's right. technically against the rules. But oh. if you're feeling you know, a feeling, little dangerous feeling, or you're poor or <laughs> yeah, you would or, like to save $200. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm just going to get on the plane and then yeah. I'm going to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bus Yeah, because you are running a service. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But it's like, if they, if, if there's like a, you know, if there's a, an issue where it's rerouted or if, if for some reason you, you're checked, your carry on luggage, they have to check, then you're kind of fucked. So it yeah, is, yeah. A, it is a gamble. It is like, yeah. It is dangerous, but I've done it a few times. I have to say that uh, I have taken to, because when you said $400, I was like, that's adorable. It hasn't been $400 in months to fly anywhere. It's uh, it's gone up to $750. It's It's ridiculous. It's so psychotic right now. Right. So what I've taken to, like I usually, I, uh, I like to fly Delta. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I that's my favorite. But I also mm-hmm. like to fly Southwest, Me even too. though they dropped the ball well, a couple of months ago. But that was unforeseen. 
and they have tried to fix it and uh, whatever happens. But so, but I've taken to built uh, the last two flights of Southwest I've booked. I booked uh, one ways. That's what I always like, do. I, like, th- like <clears throat> this, this week I'm flying to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm one way bought the ticket and then when i fly back from indianapolis i use points yeah and um and so it ended up costing me you know 350 dollars so that was that felt reasonable it's it's i think it's so much smarter to to book one ways even because often you have to find different airlines to do it because that's the that's the cheaper way and also if like if you have to change your flight on one leg but you've booked it all together. It totally fucks the whole, the whole right. thing. Right, um, right. Multi-city on Delta can get super complicated. Super complicated. You're like, it's hardly worth the effort. Uh, yeah. Why don't I just book a bunch of one ways? Book it one way. And it's, and it's fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rangers of the Dork Forest, we've been talking with Leah Rudick. It's been a delight. I've had a, a, this has been great. So fun. (laughs) So fun. Everybody, she has a new podcast out. It's called The Rudicks Are Home. She does it with her brothers, Andrew. And uh, Rudick is spelled R-U-D-I-C-K. Leah is spelled L-E-A-H. There's an underscore on all the handles. And uh, she does stand up. She's got the podcast. Find her, follow her, uh, uh, throw some money at her. Do something. Uh, be supportive. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you so much. This was this was truly a delight. I had such a blast. Hey, and Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?